Zuma, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. This is The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Doing all right. Shortly, John Todd's going to join us to tell us a bit more about John Jerovich. Uh, of course, his statue is immortalised down there, just on the roundabout outside Fremantle Oval, where he took uh, one of the greatest ever marks in Aussie rules football on the shoulders there of Ray French, the East Fremantle player. I think it was in the 1956 WA NFL, as was known there, preliminary final. But Toddy... I was talking to him earlier today. He reckons uh, because a lot of the marks weren't captured in that era, in the 50s, he reckons he took even better ones than the one that's uh, set in bronze outside Fremantle Oval. Looking forward to having a chat to JT, who, by the way, at 84 years of age, is the same age of John Jerovich, who was elevated to legend status in the WA Football Hall of Fame last night. On the SMS, speaking about last night, hey, Peter, I mentioned uh, it this morning to Goss about Michael Mitchell's story last night. Of course, uh, was inducted in the WA Football Hall of Fame, the Claremont champion, about the BP card. Well, reportedly, yeah, the BP card, he got that for, I think, taking either the goal of the year or the mark of the year and got a BP card where he could take his vehicle and fill it up with fuel. But reportedly, he just didn't fill it up with fuel. He basically bought everything that was available in the BP petrol stations those days and racked up a a heck of a bill. Uh, And the next year, because he sort of did rack up a heck of a bill and he was smiling when he was talking about it. Uh, it was reduced to $5,000 for the goal or mark of the year. And I think Tim Gossage, who was conducting the WA Hall of Fame component of the Sandover Medal presentation last night, asked Michael Mitchell how much he reckons he may have racked up on the BP card because there was no ceiling. He said maybe about $30,000. So he did pretty well out of it. And they quickly uh, did change the dynamics of it the following year. Uh, Lisa at Ellenbrook says, Hi, Peter. Happy hump day. Yes, Wednesday to you and all the team here. Peter heard today that Chris Fagan the Brisbane Lions coach, uh, might be victim of mistaken identity. Could be more coming out in coming weeks, which is going to be very interesting indeed. There's a bit happening, isn't there, regarding uh, that part of the off-field AFL news where full-time premiership coach Alistair Clarkson has grave concerns for the fairness of the impending investigation into his behaviour at Hawthorne, believes that a just outcome may never happen due to the media coverage corrupting the process. He says the AFL investigate Hawthorne's treatment of Indigenous players after Clarkson, along with former Hawks footy boss Chris Fagan and staffer Jason Burt, were the subject of distressing allegations surrounding the club's handling of several AFL players and their families. Uh, This is what Damien Barrett had to say earlier today regarding what he's picked up regarding the Hawthorne investigation. I was surprised, I must admit, when Gillen did say last week that there was a hope to wrap it up in six to eight weeks. When when you line that um, need, and that, that, that is an element of it, we need to wrap this up from an industry perspective, but you can't wrap it up with the magnitude of allegation made. And yet it's not a stretch to say that these are the most serious allegations ever made about any person in the AFL system. Now, mm. obviously, that, that being the case, that the people who had, have had these claims made against them need and deserve the right to reply. They need and deserve the right to, to full legal natural justice. And none of that is ever done in a quick time frame. And, and here we are even a week after the story broke. Russell Jackson of the ABC it was this time last week, Wednesday of last week, when we we're all getting our heads around 
the contents of this reporting and then the realisation that the Hawthorne Footy Club also had had in its possession a report suggesting similar allegations. And, and, and now, a full week down the path of the time frame that Gillian McLaughlin said was hopeful to be completed within six to eight weeks, well, it's just not going to happen. And, and then what that means for pre-season resumption, well, those coaches, Alistair Clarks and Chris Fagan, will not be there for that. That's already a given given they've stood down from roles and I just don't see how they're going to be there at this early stage anyway and this is the speculative part about it and there's a lot of speculative parts about this but I just don't see them being there round one next year either. Okay uh, just tonight also we had the Brownlow medal count uh, last week well the Dally M medal night is on tonight to judge the fairest and best player in the New South Wales uh, Rugby League or I should say the National Rugby League of course they've got their grand final the Twilight Grand Final on Sunday should be a beauty between the two Western Suburbs clubs being Penrith Panthers and the Parramatta Eels. Ben Hunt, by the way, is the favourite to win the Dally M medal. Of course, the former Bronco, who's now part of the St. George Illawarra Dragons. So we'll see how that goes and we'll give you a wash-up. In fact, I'll probably preview the NRL Grand Final tomorrow on Drive with Peter Vlahos just after 5 o'clock. I'm looking forward to this. It should be an absolute beauty. And going back to the big story today regarding Geelong champion Joel Selwood, he conducted that press conference that I mentioned earlier, conducted very well. Chris Scott, the coach, was there. Steve Hocking, the CEO, was there of the Geelong Cats. And Chris Scott, the coach, was asked, now that Joel has retired, I suppose it may relieve any salary cap pressure or maybe would relieve a bit of money that could be paid to others that they're trying to bring in. This is what Chris Scott had to say. Then I say there won't be much cap space because Joel's finishing. <laughs> in all seriousness. Oh, yeah. And again, without spelling it out, it speaks to the man. Yeah. Could have had us over a barrel. We would have paid him whatever he asked for. Yeah. But he never did. Never did. Exactly. Now, there you go, uh, Chris Scott, on uh, the salary that Joel Selwood, uh, the captain of the uh, John Cats, was taking out of the club. Uh, Joel himself said uh, one thing that he will miss is, of course, playing with his uh, teammates. It's the people you play with. It's the front row. It's the people you play with. They, I mean, and that's not a stat, but, well, Hawks is a stat. We played over 300 games together, but, which is ridiculous. But it's... Um, yeah, I can't put it into a, you know, a number thing for you, but I just love playing with boys. And, of course, after the celebrations, he went to a local pub and reportedly lost his keys. And one of the ladies uh, who was working at the hotel offered to take him home because he couldn't find his keys to get home and into the house. Uh, her name was Emily, who was a P-Pay driver for more reports. And he, this was part of the press conference uh, this morning as well. There's a young P-Plater girl that had been uh, at the pub. Her name was Emily. Um, and I asked Emily if she could drop me home. And I jumped in the car and I asked her how her day was and she... She wasn't in the best of moods, to be honest. She, it was a busy day at the pub, Bowen Heads pub, and um, she didn't really pick up who I was uh, at the time. She asked me how I da- my day was, and I said it was actually pretty good. Uh, and then uh, she said, what did I get up to? I said, I actually uh, played in the game today. And uh, she still hadn't picked up who I was, which was a nice thing. Um, and then uh, she asked for my name and then she started swearing at herself. Um, 
We picked up the key, we drove back to the car and I told Emily that I actually have the cup in the car and would she like a photo? Um, and uh, she got her photo and uh, she drove back home to Geelong. So there you go. What a great story and what a great career comes to an end. 355 games, 16 AFL seasons, four premiership and becomes the third club captain to retire on a flag winning note. Well done, Joel Selwood. Uh, the uh, football community certainly bows to what has been an incredible career. John Todd's going to join us after the break. He was there, of course, won a Sandover medal, the youngest ever as a 17-year-old back in 1955. And he played alongside John Jerovich, who last night was elevated to legend status at the WA Football Hall of Fame. Looking forward to this next. Toddy joins us after the break.